It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast presented by Pepsi. Thanks to a lack of natural athleticism or commitment or overbearing sports parents, fewer than 1% of 1% of 1% of people will ever play professional football. But instead of entering the NFL, they've joined another league, the League of Football Watchers. This football season will be different and Pepsi is here to get you ready for game day no matter how you watch. Pepsi, made for football watching. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. Uh, joining me today, as always, is Landon McCool. You can talk to him. Uh, you can follow him on Twitter. You can also talk to him on Twitter uh, at McCoolBCB. You can listen to him on the Best Coast Boys podcast. Landon, it's been a long time since I've done an intro. How you doing, buddy? <laughs> I was going to say, it, it was quite a wild ride. A lot of, a lot of, we're back and, 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 and listen to it's, it's, this is not the normal intro I'm used to, but I, I, I'm glad to hear you. And it's, I'm glad you're back. I, I feel like I'm, I, I'm having an out of body experience here because to do a, a podcast without sleeping for a long time is, is weird. Uh, yeah. All, it's it's what yeah, I'm used to. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so, Lena, we get to talk about a Cowboys victory here in Week 15. We do. Uh, the Cowboys uh, beat the San Francisco 49ers in a wild game, 41 to 33. Yeah. Uh, it was. Uh, I mean, the offense was up and down. The Cowboys had some turnovers on defense. We had guys jumping routes. Uh, how you feeling after that win, buddy? You know, I'm feeling good because again, I think you know if we're talking about you know what we were looking to, looking to watch in this game. I think we got a, a good slice of some of it. I mean, I think unfortunate one of the unfortunate things was that the you know obviously the Tyler Biotish didn't end up playing in this game, and I would have liked to seen him play. Maybe he's just not quite mm-hmm. ready yet. But uh, I thought you know obviously we got a show out of Donovan Wilson. Uh, I I I I can't wait to see what Tyron uh, what Diggs did in in uh, in, in, in coverage because I felt like I saw some good things from there but I think we're gonna need to see some all twenty two tape to get a better idea there he was kind of playing intermittently yeah. it feels like yeah. they were kind of rotating him in back I thought I saw a couple different different good snaps from uh, Neville Gallimore that were that were uh, I thought was pretty good um, you know I, I think. You saw some good play from the young players. You know, look, it was it was definitely not all. Uh, I, I think there were a lot of exciting moments in the game, and that's what made that's what made the game exciting. Yeah. Yep. Uh, but I think that the, the actual encouraging play or whatever was on a kind of uh, individual player basis and maybe not uh, for the units as a whole, except for maybe in the passing game, you know, when they were having success, when uh, Dalton wasn't getting in the way at times with the passing game, uh, then I think that you saw a lot of uh, of, of some of the exciting stuff that CeeDee Lamb and, and, and others can do and, and Dalton Schultz a little bit. And that was and Tony Pollard, obviously, at different points. Yeah. So I think that was all. So really who stuff. do you want to start with to, to start this? podcast off do you want to start with tony pollard do you want to start with donovan wilson uh where would you like to begin let's let's start with uh let's start with the defense because i think that's really uh you know what 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 stirred the drink this week i mean again another uh, multiple three three plus turnover performance by this defense and 
uh, I, I think obviously Donovan Wilson's interception to me was the most exciting of them. Wouldn't you uh, agree? yeah, I, probably. I think he should have had another one. He really should have had two interceptions yeah, in this game. Uh, yeah. Also, he had. Yeah. Uh, he had a couple of nice run fits. I mean. Yep. My takeaway from honestly from this game isn't that I think Wilson's going to be a superstar in the NFL or anything, but I think no, he can no. be a passable starting safety, right? Absolutely, and I don't know that we're asking for anything more than that. I'm just asking for a for a average to better than average starting safety, and I think that you know maybe since you know it makes me it makes me go back and wish we had Barry Church hmm. back, you know. And, and and I remember when Barry Church left, we were all like, yeah, it's, we're gonna let him go because you know it's he's not worth the money. But at this point, I, we would have loved to have Barry Church in the last sure. few years, right? So uh, having a guy like that who can still play some special teams for you, can give you some s- solid play, uh, and in this case with Wilson, you know, I think he could still make plays in the ball. I mean, I think look that that early touchdown uh, was yeah he was the closest guy uh, nearest to the ball that was thrown to the player, but I think that wasn't necessarily bad coverage as much as being you know buying too much into the the, the play action and it's taking too many steps forward and, and you know having a guy like reed sneak behind you so i i i think that you know you saw a lot of really good stuff and again as you see more snaps out of players like him and some of these other guys uh you start to see a, the kind of play that you're looking for at the position uh and and maybe just you know every single game it's getting a tick more consistent it's getting a tick more positive and and, and less and less of the you know kind of backbreaking mistakes that you see from young players when they come in early. Yeah, in so games. for a team that's going to need, I don't know, how many starting defensive backs next year, at least two more new ones. If Wilson can develop into a cheap option at safety, who you have for the next two years, maybe it's not as daunting of a task, you know, as as initially thought to rebuild the secondary. They still have a ton of work to do. Um, but if you have Wilson, you have Diggs, you have Anthony Brown in the slot, who did have an interception today. Maybe it's not that hard to rebuild this team. Um, by the way, Chidobe Uzi, I actually thought he played pretty well in this game. Yeah, I, you know, I think you know, th- there's been a lot, and, and 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 I'm guilty of this as well. I think there's a lot of uh, needing to get an impression of Uzi as soon as he came back from an yeah. injury because we just you know we're out of we're out of games and he's missed some time and and we have you know the team has a decision to kind of make on his contract right so it's it's it you know i think we kind of all wrote him off a lot you know early when he came back from his injury not taking him you know into account that he was a you know cornerback coming back from a lower body injury uh, but as he's gotten a couple weeks separated from that his play has been a lot better i think you know what we're seeing too now is I think he likes this technique a lot better than than the, what Richard was teaching him because it just seems like he's getting his his head turned around a lot easier. And Rabble Rouser t- tweeted at me, so shout out to him for this as well. That that's something that I've noticed. It just feels like when the ball's arriving, uh, Cheeto's there like he has been in previous yep. Yep. years. But I think the difference is is that his head's been around and he's been able to actually play the ball. And maybe he's not getting the interceptions, but. What he was able to do in, in, in Colorado was that he was able to get do that, you know, get get his head around and make the play on the ball. He had a lot of passes def, uh, passes defect, defended in college, and that translates to the NFL. And I think you're seeing a guy who's, you know, back kind of playing technique that he's comfortable with, and 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 now that he's healthy, you've seen kind of an uptick in his. Doesn't Abouzier? I mean, and I think 
I think he would eventually like to get a long-term deal, but doesn't he feel like the perfect bridge cornerback to a first-round rookie next year, right? Let's say they draft Patrick Sertan. And again, we have so much time before the NFL draft, but I'm just throwing out a name. You draft Sertan, you bring back a Wouzie, a one-year deal. You have Anthony Brown under contract. Now Sertan's not forced to play right away. You can kind of ease him in, give him some snaps here and there, and by the second half of the season, maybe he's starting to become a full-time player. I just would love to see the Cowboys bring back Wouzier because I do think he's competent at the very le- the very least. We've seen him in a lot of big games before, and he's not awful. So I- I'm really curious to see what's going on uh, with Wouzier and his contract status uh, this offseason. Let's take a quick break. We'll come back, and we'll talk a little bit more about the defense. This episode of the Locked On Cowboys podcast is brought to you by 1010. Now, you may have read about this in the New York Times or Forbes, and we're excited to tell you about it. 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 one-of-a-kind engagement rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today. Using only diamonds responsibly sourced from Botswana, 10 design masters have each included a uniquely beautiful commitment ring, launching exclusively on January 18th at BlueNile.com. And when they're gone, they're gone. We all know that the diamond engagement ring is iconic. It is a timeless expression of the deepest commitment between two people. And with 1010, it's been beautifully re-envisioned in the hands of 10 modern designers working exclusively with sustainably sourced diamonds. If you're making 2021 plans or looking for a unique and meaningful way to celebrate Valentine's Day, you're definitely going to want to check this out. Again, this exciting limited edition collection of diamond engagement rings launches on January 18th, and you can preview it exclusively at BlueNile.com. This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Discover. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. All right, Landon, let's talk about the Cowboys' defense. I just wanted to, to mention a couple other guys. Demarcus Lawrence, wow. holy cow, he is still absolutely dominant. And it doesn't matter which offensive tackle you put out there. He, he's just going to be fantastic. Uh, six tackles in this – or excuse me, five tackles in this game. Uh, a sack. He had a couple different quarterback hits. He had a tackle for a loss. Just absolutely dominant in the run game. Still a superstar. And as I was watching that game, Landon, I was thinking – how many edge guys would I take over him in the NFL right now? I know the sack totals aren't really high, but if you look at all the other metric, metrics and the, the tackle for a loss rates, man, there, there's not many better and more consistent than, than Tank, right? Yeah, I mean, look, you say what you will. And I agree, obviously, ultimately production is what it is at the end of the day. But I, I think you know, I am still a big believer in disruption is production and, and, and that old adage. And uh, shout out to, I think, was it Josh Norris who came up? Mm-hmm. But um, So I, I – I, I see a guy who is constantly disrupting and, and he's creating for other people. And, and like I said, I mean, imagine uh, – 
imagine this defense, especially the run defense, without Demarcus Lawrence. And I think we need to talk about the run defense as well. well but uh, yeah, yeah. But I think you know, without Demarcus Lawrence, I mean, he if if the if the play isn't being made by Demarcus Lawrence, then it's not being made. Honestly, in the run mm-hmm. game, it feels like that's where the Cowboys are at this point, and that's why you know I don't even with this win today. I, again. This is this is what's always going to hang on, as an albatross around this team. It's not going to get better for the rest of the year. I think coverage, man, it has maybe gotten a little bit better as as you know we mentioned with the Louisiana getting a little bit uh, healthier, feeling better. Donovan Wilson coming back. Maybe we did see a little bit better coverage at times. Again, maybe it gets lesser competition with the quarterback that we were facing, but still, the run defense. I, I think unfortunately, you know, Demarcus Lawrence is it, and and it's not going to get better because right now they're losing starting defensive tackles when they already had subpar guys in there playing against the run. Well, let's talk about some of the linebackers because, (laughs) once again, it was not a good day for both linebackers. I thought Jalen Smith was probably a little bit better, uh, although he he whiffed in coverage one time against Jordan Reed. Leighton Vander Esch got hurt, and it sounds like he has a fairly significant ankle injury or leg injury, and he's probably going to be out for the rest of the season. Again, only two weeks left. Um, but man, going into into the offseason, Landon, linebacker feels like a huge, huge need. And I saw I saw your tweet today about the the fifth year option for Leighton Vanderash being interesting. I mean, it shouldn't be interesting. The Cowboys should absolutely decline it. But because yeah. he was a first round pick by this organization and they like him so much, who knows what's going to happen, right? I mean, ultimately, what are we doing though? It's like I, I just I, I I think it's got to be a heavy conversation because it's a lot of money to pay for a guy. I mean, I mean, seriously, if we're if we're talking about Jalen Smith's money being bad, then I mean, I think we should sure. be. I mean, not not that it's exactly the same kind of money. It's certainly I think less than than what Jalen's making, but it's certainly way more than what 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 we're getting production wise out of Leighton Vander Esch, at least from everything since his rookie year. And I understand that injury has been a huge part of this and not being on the field, but you know, again, injury is a huge part of this and him not being on the field should factor into the contract thoughts as well. So uh, yeah, I think right now, and you mentioned it, I think, you know, Jalen you know, showed some stuff, but you know, look, I mean, he's, he's a liability. It's stuff like that, you know, trying to, trying to move side to side against a guy, an athlete like Reed coming across the feet, you know, the, the coming across the field. Mm-hmm. I, 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 you're, you're clearly in need of a linebacker position, which is just, I think what's so just, frustrating and depressing about it is that we thought we had one of the top linebacker crews in football you know not too long ago yeah 2018 that game against philadelphia i remember the sunday night game i thought nobody has a better duo of linebackers in the nfl than leighton van resch and jalen smith and they've really declined since then yeah, it's just you know, I, and, I, and they don't seem to be interested in playing any any of the young guys, which I guess is also interesting to me. I mean, we haven't seen any Francis Bernard, or I mean, you know, even Joe Thomas like hasn't really gotten a lot of snaps on defense. When I you feel like he's been a guy who's been reliable for you at this position, so I, I don't really know what's exactly going on with the linebacker position on this team next year, and I certainly don't know what it's going to look like next year. It's it's going to be interesting to see exactly the way the Cowboys. Are approach it going into 2021 yeah i just i've got a strange feeling that linebacker is going to be the cowboys first pick here in the 2021 draft and as much as i don't like linebackers it's hard not to blame them because you know those they've had just not 
great production out of that spot the entire year. All right, let's go ahead and transition over to offense, Landon. Uh, let's talk about Tony Pollard. Uh, he had a pretty quiet game until the what last drive. Uh, he did finish the game with 12 carries for 69 yards and two touchdowns. Added in another 63 yards in the receiving game. Here, here's what I'd like everybody to understand about my thoughts on Pollard and Ezekiel Elliott. Is Tony Pollard perfect? Absolutely not. There's a lot of things about him uh, that he still needs to improve. He's not the most consistent runner. He's not the best inside runner. But considering how cheap he is and how explosive he is, I think he should play a lot. And that's why it's partly why I think they shouldn't pay running backs, but that's a different story altogether. I just think Pollard needs to be a full-time member of a run, you know, the rushing attack. Can't be any of these games where it's 22 carries for Zeke and three carries for Pollard. I, I just think those times need to be over. Yeah, I, I, I can agree with all that. I, I, and I think that that's where we 100% agree on this. And, and, and to me, this... If this any if this game proved anything about Tony Pollard, it's that Tony Pollard is exactly who I thought he was before this game. Sure, you know, yeah. I mean, the, 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 to me, the thought process was: Are we going to get to see a healthy dose of Tony Pollard to see if he could be the kind of uh, sole uh, running back, you know, the, the carry the load? And I think the answer was no. You know, I, I just you know he didn't ha- he wasn't able to sustain. And look, a, a lot of the production is about you know the offensive line. The offensive line is not playing well. But I also think that Tony, you know, just as a consistent run down to down runner, uh, he benefited from having even Rico Dowdle come in and take some snaps. And and I and I think what I would like to see is more of what we saw today with kind of the orbital motion stuff with Pollard and like an up back like that, except Zeke being that up back. And you and I, you and I talked about this, like mm-hmm. playing Zeke and in in, in kind of in the backfield with Pollard should be something that the Cowboys are not afraid to do. And, and maybe even making Pollard kind of a co-starter in that role and doing that. The, 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 the money's already spent on Zeke. We, you know, like the point the point the point is made and and, yeah, and sure. whether or not you know what i'm saying like so yep they're not going to get out of their contract I they're know not there getting out way, of the contract there's there's a way to get out of it this offseason but the cowboys pretty clearly aren't going to pull the trigger on that meaning that he is here for the next 2 years at the very very least and and and, and i guess my point too is that you know it, there's a way to get good value out of him still i mean not maybe not like the money that you want like for what you're paying him but there's there's still ways to get Tony Pollard, his touches and and feature him in the offense as well, and keep Zeke on the field because Zeke is such a versatile uh, football player. And I think this is kind of what Jerry Jones has been trying to say at times, but I, I don't think that that has translated to them using him as a versatile play. They they just use him as a featured back. But I think what Jerry, and I'm not defending what Jerry's saying about Zeke being the best football player, but I think what Jerry's trying to say in his Jerry way is that Zeke is an incredibly versatile player, especially at the position. You know what I'm saying? And he, but he should be used that way, which means, you know, letting him do stuff like being a decoy, let him do stuff like being a, a run blocker at times for Tony Pollard, you know? So sure, sure. I, I just think that they should be open to doing more of the stuff that we've seen recently. And, and some of the play calling that we've seen recently, even when everybody else is back and healthy, because I think it's, it's, it's helped this offense, and it will help even when Dak is back, even when the offensive line is healthy and we aren't as desperate to score points. 
Correct. Uh, I also think, again, you see Pollard's value in this game, being able to make big plays when he's in space. The the 40-yard touchdown run was great. There was also the big play out of the backfield in the passing game. That's where you get the value here is being able to take a three-yard run, 40 yards or 30 yards uh, and switch field position and win game. So, Again, Tony Pollard, I'm not saying that the Cowboys need to start him over Zeke. I'm not saying anything like that. But I, they've got to figure out a way to get a better rotation here because we said this on our Friday show, Lane, and limiting Zeke's touches is good for Pollard because it gets him more opportunities. Yep. It's good for the team because they get fresher backs, and it's good for Elliott long-term to maintain his value or whatever he has left of his value. That's a, that's a mean shot. I shouldn't have taken that one. That's all right. Um <laughs> Let's take a quick break. We'll come back and we'll talk more about the offense. Are you ready for some football? We are in college bowl season. The NFL playoffs are getting closer and closer. And there's only one place where you should be putting your bets, and that is at betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at at betonline.ag and use that promo code LOCKEDON for your 50% welcome bonus. Uh, They have all the top games. They have college games, parlays, teasers, props, whatever you're into, betonline.ag has it. Again, don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action, and don't forget to use that promo code LOCKEDON to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. All right, Landon, let's talk about Andy Dalton because, yeah. man, there was some uh, some bad throws in this one. Uh, Bill Cowher from CBS at halftime was saying that Dalton is the reason why the Cowboys are still in the uh, NFC East hunt. Um, I thought that was kind of funny. But uh, how did you think Dalton played in this game? 19 of 33, 209 yards and two touchdowns. Yeah, it certainly wasn't one of his better performances, I don't think. I mean, it just felt like there were times when uh, – you know, I mean, he was certainly getting pressured. I mean, he he just he, you just don't know what you're going to get week to week with him. It's not that he's always bad under pressure, but he's he's you know inconsistent under pressure. And this was one of the down weeks where it felt like, you know, he was you know he was feeling pressure. He was then he was throwing the ball high. He was you know de- delivering the ball off target. You know, I I think. You know, everyone was complaining about uh, Noah Brown getting a lot of targets, but it's Andy's the one throwing the football to him all the time. You know, so it's like I, I don't know. I mean, I just felt like he just he made some interesting choices. I think there were times where he missed some guys that were open in the down the middle of the field because he just didn't see them and he was just feeling a lot of pressure. And and I think that you know the, this San Francisco 49ers pass rush. I mean, especially inside was able to to create. Pressure pressure and you know i mean they still have still have really good guys rushing the passer who can create the create pressure even without nick bosa uh so i i think that that it was not a good match necessarily for andy to have a good game just because he wasn't going to be 
you know comfortable they and i think they tried a little bit of trickery you know and everyone was kind of why are they doing this and i'm like mm-hmm. you know guys you got Andy Dalton at quarterback. Andy Dalton's your quarterback, <laughs> and you got your backups and your offensive right. linemen. So, right. it's, I mean, I think I honestly think that Kellen, Kellen Moore has, has been calling great football games. You know, I, yeah, I, I think this is a, this is an incredible challenge for the Cowboys, and 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 to my, my counter to Bill Cowher certainly has been would be. It's it's Kellen Moore's that has kept us in in this in this thing. Not that we should be proud of the, what we've been doing. This it really is more of a function of how bad the NFC East is more than how good the Cowboys have been. But if any you know positive thing has come out of this, Kellen Moore through several different quarterbacks uh, and and through you know obviously some backups that have played up and down, uh, I think has called a game that has been relative to the talent that he's had yeah, at his at his disposal. And 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 I think it, that's admirable because we've seen a lot of in the past just kind of continuing head down, pretending like that that the, the backup quarterbacks are the guys that that you know they're backing up and and they aren't. And, and, uh, it, and uh, adjusting to that is an important thing. To to me, this is just another reminder of how special this offense could have been this season if Prescott played all year long. Yeah. Because. Dalton Schultz was making plays. CeeDee Lamb continues to be ridiculous. I know he had one drop in this game, but his ability to make plays down the field, he's so tough. Uh, It was actually a really quiet game for Amari Cooper, two receptions for 10 yards. Uh, But Michael Gallup played well. Dalton Schultz continues to develop. So once you get Blake Jarwin back and you add Kyle Pitts to this offense next (laughs) year, it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, Good try to sneak that in. You know, real quick, I just want to add in. I think when you look at the way that the Cowboys at times have been able to rush the passer, I mean, they struggled to be consistent this week a little bit, but I thought that they got a lot of good pressure when they needed it. Yeah, uh, and, yeah. and I thought that there was good, co- decent coverage on the back end. Uh, well, they got the, their corners back. They yeah, weren't yeah. playing DeAndre well, Burton but, and Rashard Robinson. But even then, like they, they've been, they they weren't playing well before they got injured. I feel like now they're at least playing better. I think it was, yeah. this was Awuzie's best game of the season. You know what I'm saying? Like so, I I think the my point is is that and 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 to Donovan Wilson too. You know what I'm saying? So like I think the point is is that. I see now that maybe the plan, the overall plan they had pre-COVID, you know, protocol changes and everything, it, it may have worked, right? Like because the Cowboys' offense with Dak would have would have been a juggernaut. This mm-hmm. Cowboys' defense maybe isn't great. Maybe it can't stop the run consistently. But I feel like they could have played the pass well enough to you know to win the football games. I just obviously you look at it now and injuries and and what happened with the with you know the offseason kind of took a hammer to all that yeah and I think I mean not a lot's going to change next year Landon right I I think the Cowboys offense is still going to be really good they're going to get everybody back on that side of the ball that matters Uh, they're going to get their tackles back hopefully the defense is going to be a work in progress but if they can get a couple stops each half and a turnover every once in a while they're going to be just fine. They're going to be good enough to to to, to win these kind of games against good teams. Uh, I, I think again, I think there's a lot to be optimistic about and excited about with this Cowboys team going forward. All right, that is it for today's show. We've got a busy week coming up. I know it's a, a holiday week, but uh, we're going to have our All-22 film review. We're going to answer questions. We'll get ready for this game against the Eagles uh, on Sunday. Again, a busy, busy week, but make sure you guys are tuned in here to the Locked on Cowboys podcast. As always, you can follow us on Twitter. You can follow Landon at, at McCoolBCB. You can follow me at Marcus underscore Mosier, and we will see you guys next time. 
Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.